Welcome to Rising Coaches with Sophia Bernardi. I'm your host, mindset and business coach, here to help you build unstoppable confidence in yourself and take your business to six figures and beyond. I built a six-figure business in under 12 months and more importantly, have helped my clients to get incredible results in their life, business and relationships using my signature programs. You are in the right place if you are looking to master your mindset and create a business and life filled with passion, joy and abundance. Let's get started. Hello, hello and welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited for this episode because I am interviewing my dear coach and friend Ellie Swift. Ellie Swift is a business mentor for high-performing women who are ready to build soul-led, intentional and profitable online businesses. Using her signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method, Ellie helps coaches, creatives and consultants connect with their customers, shine online and create life-changing results for both themselves and their clients. Ellie spent a decade working in marketing in London, Sydney and Perth, achieving her goal of head of marketing strategy by the age of 28 before making the transition into her business. She has built a seven-figure business in three years and has supported her clients as they've built six and multi-six and seven-figure businesses, created six and multi-five-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their businesses and lives. Through both mindset and marketing, Ellie's mission is to support soul-led women to experience the lives they dream of through entrepreneurship. So as you can hear, this episode is going to be so incredible if you're just starting out in business to really see what it looks like to go from zero to creating a million-dollar business. Enjoy. Hey, Ellie. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here. This is such a surreal moment and I'm so excited about this episode. I feel like everyone's just about to have their mind absolutely blown. Um, Yeah, knowing you obviously personally, there is so much um, you have to share. So I just want to kick things off. If you want to share a little bit about you, I'll let you do that and what you do and how you got into coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a business mentor. I work with incredible high-performing women who are building intentional, soul-led, profitable businesses. Uh, The way that I work is I use my signature Swift marketing method, which is comprised of strategy, mindset, and marketing uh, to support my clients to build incredible uh, coaching, creative, and consulting businesses, predominantly in the online space. So I run mastermind programs. So I work with my clients predominantly in the growth stages of their business. So, um, you know, from having already started to earn several thousand dollars a month, right through to earning their first seven figures plus in their business. And I support them at different stages of that, you know, based on where they're at in their journey. Uh, my, my journey into this, so I've been in business for now, now coming into four years. Uh, I can never tell you the exact date because there's like the date that I left <laughs> my workplace and the date that I went full time and all those things, but you know, it's around about that. Uh, and it's just been such an incredible, phenomenal journey for me. And I know we'll dive a little bit more into that as well, but um, I, I think that something that I can do really well is speak to those earlier stages because it wasn't that long ago. Um, and also knowing that it really is possible to create 
big success in you know three to four years in uh even though if you'd have told me in the first year of business that this is where I'd be right now I just would have never ever have believed you so I know we'll talk a little bit more about that but um yeah ultimately worked in marketing for 10 years prior uh started my coaching business I uh, believed that I would just do life coaching so initially did a life coaching um qualification or training and thought, okay, I'm really dissatisfied. I've got the ultimate job that I've always wanted of head of marketing strategy and I should be super happy. I've got you know, partner who's now my husband and great friends and home and all those things that I dreamt of my whole life and got there and it was like, boom, why do I feel so unfulfilled when this is everything that I've ever wanted? And so I, I did this life coaching training and started life coaching on the side, thinking that that would fulfill me and look, it did, but very quickly, I could see that that was actually something that maybe I could do full time. And as I was coaching my clients, because I'd worked in marketing for the decade prior, I was starting to get a lot of business related questions. So yes, thank you for all this amazing life coaching advice, but also I have a business or I want to build a business. What would your recommendations around this be? And so I started marrying the two together and, and building out my business on the side through that until, you know, it became a conflict of interest quite early on because I was doing marketing in my day job. Um, I very much had that kind of living room floor moment. It for me was literally a living room floor moment of having moved into a new house, looking out at the beautiful ocean that was our new view and sitting in the living room going, I have not stepped onto the sand of that ocean, of that beach for the last week. And I've been here a whole week. And the entire reason that we decided to move here was so that I could spend time by the beach every single day. What am I doing with my life? Like, this is not fulfilling. Um, and so left my nine to five, started my business. I was doing a lot of consulting work on the side um, as I was starting my business. That was the thing that was really sustaining the income for me, especially in that first year. And then gradually I moved further and further across into coaching built up my one-to-one -one business and then from there evolved into a mastermind model. That is so cool. I've obviously heard your story numerous times, but I love hearing it again. And it's just so nice to hear that, you know, it's not like, you know, you just go from, you know, success working nine to five, suddenly a full-time business, like it's very incremental and you've just, yeah, clearly shown that in your story. So thank you for sharing that. Um, it must have been a really big decision, though, for you being in the corporate world, having your, you know, quote unquote, dream job, um, yeah. getting paid really well that consistently, um, just, you know, all of that. Um, was it really challenging for you to, to say goodbye to that despite feeling a calling in coaching? And what were the, some of the toughest decisions you had to make when deciding to start a business? Because I know that that's a lot of listeners struggle. Yeah, I feel like you've isolated some of the biggest challenges in that question. So the biggest thing for me was getting rid of my, like actively walking away from my six-figure salary. Yeah. What I find a lot of clients dream of doing is they say to me, once I'm earning the exact same amount as I'm earning in my current six-figure role or my current corporate role, then I'm going to leave my job. And what I find is that I really love that ethos. Like that's, that's, I, I totally respect and understand that mentality. 
but it's very rare that I've seen people do that and not burn out in the process. So what I really recommend my clients do instead is, is look at, well, what do I actually need to live on? Because this concept of creating a six-figure salary, you know, six-figure corporate salary, it's one that we, we climb to, we climb to, we've got this story of must create this six-figure salary in our head. And, and a lot of it is ego-driven. And so when you get really clear on, well, what do I actually need to live on? Like knowing that my life's going to change really significantly, I'm probably going to be working from home, not going to have to, you know, buy the fancy clothes to wear to work every day, can wear one pair of shoes, Birkenstocks, and that's all I'm going to need for a little while or whatever else. It's like, what do I actually need to live on? And so I ran those numbers and I worked out that for my husband and I to still live the life that we wanted to live, where I was still, you know, like paying for myself because that was really important to me at the time. We weren't married. Um, I needed 50 grand. And so I was like, right, well, how can I generate 50 grand a year? Uh, what does that look like? And for me, I worked out that I could consult as a social media manager. I could get work as a social media manager and do that on the side. So take my past experience and do that as a part-time job instead so that I could get rid of my, my corporate job, that corporate identity and shift across in that way, knowing that that would free up a little bit of time for me to then build my business a bit more time. Because you do get to a ceiling of how much time you have, especially if you're working in a busy or a yeah a busy nine to five. And so that was that was the the hardest part. And so that's why I just really wanted to talk that through. And I know you recommend really similar things to your clients, and I really hope that's useful for your listeners around that that process of well, what do you need to? What's the thinking behind getting rid of your corporate salary? Like, how how do you navigate that process? So that was that was the biggest thing. The second part of it was shifting identities. So I was yeah head of marketing strategy, and I built up this identity around I'm 27 and I've got the dream job and I worked in London and Sydney and I've like done so much to get here at this age and I'm really proud of my expertise and you know like a, a whole lot of ego chatter really about what I'd created um because I had I'd attached my self-worth to that I decided that I was only worthy if I was somebody who was not only smart well-educated and doing well for themselves but also someone that was carrying a certain title and in a certain role um, and, and when we tie roles, and even now I'm so mindful of it, when we tie these roles to our self-worth, it makes it so much harder to create or to move through what our intuition is trying to tell us about where we need to go next in our life to really fulfill our purpose of being here. And so shifting that identity was really challenging for me because I was working in a corporate office. I was quite literally like tottering around in high heels every day wearing you know my power suits and whatever to make myself look taller and pretend I was older to wearing like leisure wear and Birkenstocks or other boots at home and no one knowing who I was in this new industry having to build reputation credibility completely from scratch uh, and you know having conversations with people from my old work life of what are you doing now? And me essentially saying in some form or another, well, I'm sort of a nobody in this industry now because I'd, I'd moved across. And so that was a really big thing. But I hope that in sharing that example, again, your people will be able to see like, oh, okay, maybe that's something that I'm navigating as well. And what does it look like to detach from this identity that I currently hold? 
And then the third piece, and again, you touched on this in your question, was 100% the uncertainty. So we are so wired to crave certainty. In fact, there's a study that I read that says that we will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Which yeah, is just I tell people that. Right? So the fact that we would choose unhappiness, like if you ask most people what they want most, they will say, I want to be happy. But actually the fact that we want to be certain more than we want to be happy. And it makes sense. You know, I know that you are just like an incredible mindset magician, Sophia, and you know this so fully that when we, we kind of trace things back to those really primal instincts, it's about survival. So we are programmed to want to survive again and again and again. And so having that certainty through, through full-time work is, is huge, but Again, a story that really helped me there was I, I had this aha moment and it was through a conversation with a girlfriend actually where she said to me, why do you trust a paycheck from someone else more than you trust a paycheck from yourself? Wow, I love that. It's huge, isn't it? It gives me goosebumps even speaking it back again now. And that for me was like, huh, I am. I'm trusting the system more than I'm trusting myself. And for me, that was because of so much programming that I had around, well, the system supports me, you know, this patriarchal thinking of like, if I plug into the system, then I'm always going to be supported. But actually that so wasn't the case. So they're, they're the three biggest things that, that six figure, like working out, you know, how am I going to earn money? What does that look like? How do I match my current corporate salary, the identity piece and moving through that uncertainty and, and just being okay with it, like learning to be okay with it and rolling with uncertainty. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And something that really comes up for me based on what you just said just now is, you know, the pandemic that we've been in in the last few years has really shown that we're never certain in anything. And it might feel like there's this certainty around getting that paycheck. But I think this pandemic has really shown that that is not the case. Like, you know, more than ever, people have lost their jobs and, and that quote unquote certainty has just been completely ripped away with nothing to fall back on. So um, we kind of create that certainty in our own mind when really, you know, it doesn't exist, right? So you can do the same thing with your own business and taking that leap, right? Um, I agree with you. And I think that's been a really good thing that's come out of the pandemic is people standing in their own power because they're witnessing, well, actually, if I'm sold on myself first and I trust myself first, that's the key to my future. That's the key to my purpose. That's the key to everything that I want. Yeah, and I could not agree more. I annoy my clients with how much I remind them of that, which kind of leads me on to my next question, which is you've created like so much success in, in such a short time. You know, you've created a million dollar business in under three years. And something I'd love for you to dive deep on is how your mindset has actually contributed to that and developed over time. I'm sure it wasn't just rock solid from day one. And I'm sure there's been lots of ups and downs. And I think that will be really supportive for people to, to hear. Definitely. So my mindset is still always a mindset that wavers. And, you know, that that's because I'm I'm so very human, just like we all are. And that means that we're as humans, we're always going to experience those mindset wobbles. What I find, and I find this to be true for my clients as well, and I'd love to know if this feels true for you, Soph, is that for me, every time I reach a new level, what I find is that it's the same mindset stuff 
that comes with me every step of the way, but it's just packaged differently depending on what that level looks like. Sophie is nodding her head right now. <laughs> like, yep. yeah. Uh, so, so the, the biggest things for me that are my mindset things again and again and again, and this is true for, this was true for me at the very start of my journey and it's true for me now, but I would just say I have a little bit more entrepreneurial maturity to navigate it now is, you know, when I first started, I knew that the only way for me to create any kind of success was to back myself fully first. That did not mean that I didn't have doubts, that I didn't have uncertainties, that I didn't have fears. I had all of those things, but I had to feel those and also back myself. So that meant being on sales calls and like anchoring into the part of myself that really believed I could support the person in front of me, even when I had doubts and fears. That meant showing up and selling in my services, even when my voice was quivering and I was, there was a voice in the back of my head going, is this really that different or unique, Ellie? Like, is this really special? So backing yourself means continuing to show up and anchoring into that self-trust again, 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 even though you've got all those self-doubts. And I think that you know, this is something you and I've talked about before as well. I think that people can can get this wrong where they look at people who appear to be really confident and they go, well, they just naturally back myself. And so I need to work out how to back myself fully first before I take action. But actually the action is the thing that we do first and we learn, we learn along the way. You've just got to anchor into that self-trust first and foremost. And for me, you know, as, as somebody who identifies as also being, really spiritual and believing so deeply in the power of the universe and being here for a reason. When my trust in myself wavered, I would anchor back into, I wouldn't have this belief is if I wasn't meant to follow through on it. I wouldn't have this vision if I wasn't meant to follow through on it. I wouldn't have this purpose and feel so deeply connected to it if I wasn't meant to do something with it. And so that was something that really supported me in those moments where I felt wobbly. The other mindset that, um, really supported me really quickly and I talk about this so often is the concept of CEO mindset so CEO mindset is really uh deciding that you are the CEO of your business and you are the CEO of your business if you are not yet earning money if you've just paid ten thousand dollars in coaching and you're like do I even have a business yet you're still the CEO of your business and when you're in CEO mindset you are going to make the best possible decisions every single step of the way. So I always liken this to, you know, Sarah Blakely, CEO of Spanx, there in her incredible office in New York, multi-billionaire, publicly listed, amazing company. She is sitting in her boardroom with her team. And if her team say to her, okay, what are we doing next? Like we want to launch this campaign or whatever. Sarah doesn't go, I don't know if I feel up to it today. Maybe we postpone till tomorrow so that I can just have a bit more sleep. Or, you know what? I would rather just lie on the couch and eat chocolate today because I'm on day one of my period and that feels better. Or I'm just going to think about this for a while and like not make a decision because I can. She doesn't do that, you know, because she has her CEO hat on, metaphorically speaking. She's like, what do I need to do as the CEO of my business? So, in any given day, when I was first starting out, when I didn't yet have clients and I was like, what am I even doing? I'm the only person that believes in this and can see the vision. I had two choices in any moment. I could do the thing that Ellie felt like doing, which would usually be having a nap, eating chocolate, watching Netflix, 
chilling out, going to the beach, or I could do what CEO Ellie needed to do, which was sitting my butt down at my computer and backing myself and executing on thing after thing after thing that I believe would move, move the needle forward in my business. And so that CEO mindset piece is, is so, so important. And then the last thing I would say here is deciding and committing to doing the work and working it out no matter what. So you and I were talking about this just before we hit the record button, that not every single strategy is just going to work like magic in your business and not every single strategy is going to work quickly in your business. And from what I've seen, having had the privilege of now coaching hundreds of women, is that it's the people that have that desire to work and get things done and show up consistently, be persistent, have tenacity and have patience at the same time are the people who make it work. And Sophia, you are just the best example of this. Someone who's like, I'm so committed to this no matter what. I'm committed to my business. I'm committed to my clients. And, and you know, the very best coaches have the exact attitude and beliefs that you have. Um, and so that's the last part of that that I would say. So it's it's really about that belief piece, that showing up like a CEO and, and getting it done, like doing the work consistently until until you get the strategy right. And then continue. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that because sometimes you hear people say like, you know, I'm not really, I don't do anything. Money just falls right in my lap. And you literally hear people say that. And um, whilst it can feel like that at times that, you know, abundance is just coming in from all directions. What's really important to note is that work absolutely played a role in that being possible in the first place. And so it's really nice to hear from you who's had so much success that work has played like a huge role in that and the other thing that really stood out to me that you said was that fear and doubt has been present throughout that whole journey it's not like you earn a certain amount of money and then the fear just goes away never to be found again and you're just like confident for the rest of your life like I really believe and you said this yourself that confidence is a byproduct of action so many people wait till they feel ready or confident before taking action and it's really the other way around so thank you for pointing that out for anyone that's listening right now that is just like riddled in fear and doubt and just waiting for that emotion to go away before they go towards their dreams like really you got to do it the other way around so Thank you. Other way around. Yes. So, so agree. And you know, the first point you made just there, I always think about in terms of like manifesting money and people who, people who are like, yes, I just manifested all this money. I think about it as, do you want to learn how to manifest money or do you want to learn how to run a business that consistently creates money? Because yes, amazing. We all want to learn to manifest money. And that's absolutely something that you can learn and you teach that as well. Um, but like you can learn how to manifest money and you can spend your whole life being like I'm just going to manifest that the next 5k and the next 10k and you can live your life like that if that feels good for you or you can learn strategy and mindset and energetics and marketing and sales to have the processes and the systems to actually create certainty that our money is coming in and, you know, coming back to this certainty piece, I would much rather the certainty of being like, I know the strategies and the systems that I need to implement and execute on again and again and again to bring that money in rather than sitting back and trusting. I mean, my manifestation skills are bloody good, but like 
trusting that that's always the way that I'm going to bring in money with no strategy. No, thanks. I'm the exact same. And that's exactly like what you just said. That's the exact reason I teach mindset, strategy and energy, because I think one without the other is just like setting yourself up for a hard time. Like if I was just into energy, whilst that is like, I believe in, in many cases, the energetics is the strategy. Like it's so, so important. Don't get me wrong. But if you're spending all day looking for certain numbers to show up on your phone and like, you know, some magical sign that everything's right. And you're just sitting there, like it can potentially take a long time to yeah, force yourself to feel super positive all the time so that everything just works out. But but I think when you combine strategy and energy, you're going to skyrocket your success. It's going to feel good along the way and you're going to have clarity on what you're even doing and that it's a proven formula that works, right? So I think that's something you and I are so aligned on. You know, we kind of both teach that. Yes, could not agree more. So good. Um, one thing in particular that stood out to me has been your marketing skills. That's a big reason why, you know, I've started following you in the first place and working with you. And so I kind of wanted to speak into that, you know, what is the first thing people should consider with their marketing when starting a business and how has marketing supported you to grow so quickly? Absolutely. There's something that I haven't said before now, and, and I will just say this as well is, like marketing has supported me, has been everything to support me to grow quickly because marketing was the, the decade of experience that I had prior. So I literally took those skills and started teaching those skills, obviously, but also taking those skills and implementing them into my own business. And so in so many ways, I, I think that kind of is the, is the thing that demonstrates just how important marketing is, is because it's like, well, my whole success is attributed to, or my quick success is attributed to that decade of marketing skills that I had. Mm -hmm. And so if you are not focused on building your skills in terms of marketing and sales, then you really, really need to be because it is, it is so incredibly important in building your business. So for me, or, or generally speaking, I'll say for me, plus for my clients, because it, it really is both. The first thing that I would recommend is starting by getting so incredibly clear on what your messaging is, knowing that it's going to shift and morph and change as you grow. And that is okay, but you still need to have clarity on what it is right now. So knowing what your messaging is, who it is that you're supporting and how you're supporting them. Because when you're super clear on that, you can tunnel vision in on that one ideal client and know very clearly what it is about you that makes you really, really unique. So I teach a, a signature framework methodology, which is that you know, if you uncover your signature framework and you get really, really clear on what it is that makes you super unique, then that gives you the opportunity to step in from that place of uniqueness and demonstrate to your ideal clients exactly why they should work with you, exactly why you're super unique in the market. And I know you teach this too. So, yeah. so that would, that would be the first thing there. Secondly, get visible. Even when you don't know how to be visible, you don't know how to write content. You don't know what a full content strategy even means or looks like, or any of those things, just start getting visible. Exactly what you said before it's all about action first and foremost. And so learn how to write a couple of really great posts, learn how to share some of that messaging, start putting yourself out there, you know, lean into 
incredible support, like amazing coaches like Sophia that can support you to continue again, again, and again, you know, create a better content strategy as you keep moving forward. But you're not going to be able to sit back or you could, but it's going to take like a million times longer if you sit back and absorb a whole bunch of content about how to get your messaging out there. And then six months later, you finally go ahead and do it. You know, the, the fastest way to make it happen is to start putting content out there. If you don't look back in two years time and feel like, oh, at the first things you post, then you didn't start fast enough. So that's the aim. Be embarrassed by your first post in a couple of years time. The, the next thing I would recommend is creating a really consistent content strategy. So, you know, that initial messaging, that initial putting yourself out there, follow that up, back that up by having a really solid content strategy. My entire business was built from content and for all of my clients, and, and I know you're the same, so if it's like, if you have an online business primarily, it is built through content. And for coaches, the online space is the way, um, you know, to be, to be able to build a really thriving business that, that transcends quarters, countries, you know, all of those things. So that's something that's super, super key. And then the last part of this is know how to create a marketing strategy that brings in new people consistently and that also includes an incredible soulful sales strategy. So know how to sell in a way that feels really good for you. Know exactly what that sales process looks like. And when you do, you will be able to learn what your repeatable system is for consistently marketing and selling to your people again and again and again. And when you get that right, when you, when you move through those steps, you have a formula essentially to be able to repeat that again and again and again. And it will come through a bit of trial and error. It will come through maybe trying a couple of things here and there. But if you're working with a really great coach or mentor, then you're going to be so supported to make that happen. Um, and, and moving through that process and learning the skills around sales and marketing is going to catapult you far faster um, than anything else. Don't spend waste your time changing your Facebook cover image a million times. Don't waste your time learning how to do bookkeeping on day one of your business. Focus on your marketing and sales because that is the thing that's going to help you make money, which means you are officially seriously in business. And it's only from that place that you can then obviously do everything else because you are generating revenue. That is so amazing. I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, a few things that really stood out for me just then um, that you said, something I tell my clients from day one um, that you said something very similar just now is you have to be willing to fail. So like, just like you said, like if you don't find that your content is just like the worst when you look back on it in a few years time, you probably waited too long. And that's something I really teach my clients is I'm going to teach you exactly what works and, and what I use in my business and don't wait for it to be perfect to post it like be willing to make so many mistakes because that is exactly how you know my business and I'm, and I'm sure yours too has been built is through making mistakes and taking messy action like um yeah I just find that that's been such a key part to my success is being willing to to make mistakes essentially so thank you for sharing that and yeah all of the things you teach in regards to marketing have been an absolute game changer for so many of your clients. I know that um, and me as well. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to share those things with my clients as well and really just pass on that message because it, it works, right? Like it's really, it's so, so important. So 
thank you for that. Um, and just to sort of start to wrap things up a little bit, um, a lot of my listeners are new coaches or considering starting an online business. And I'm sure you can remember when you first started that it can be really scary to take that initial leap and invest in support, right? It's super scary for so many of us. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk into that a little bit, as I'm sure you've got something amazing to say. Um, how has how important has it been to enlist in, in coaching support, even having the 10 years of marketing background prior? Um, and what advice would you give to new coaches to support them to take that initial scary leap? Yeah, so coaching support has been everything for me in my journey. I always think about it as like, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So even though I personally had great marketing expertise, that didn't mean that I had the ability to look outside of myself to create my own really great messaging and all of those things. You know, you, no matter what your strengths and your, your skill sets are or your body of knowledge, whatever it is, a great coach is going to just help you draw that out even more. A great coach is, uh, is going to witness you in all of your magic, all your expertise, all your skills and, and just help enhance those and then give you the support, give you the tools, give you the skills that you need along the way. And so I believe that for, for a coaching business, a mentor is everything. For most businesses out there in the world, you are outlaying so much cash at the start of your business to build the brick and mortar, you know, business shop front to create the franchise model to you know all of these things we are so fortunate in this industry that we don't have those upfront costs and so if you're not spending money on a mentor knowing that we have so few upfront costs then you're really missing a trick and you're slowing yourself down in such a big way so I'd really really recommend investing in someone from the get-go not only that but in terms of choosing the right support something that I would really recommend is choosing somebody who has a, a wide range of knowledge so again so you're so great at this because you're somebody who's looking at a person holistically and going right I I am going to be the mentor that's here to support you to navigate all the mindset stuff that's coming up for you all the energetic stuff that's coming up for you and then everything related to strategy so choose a mentor who has a that experience and that background that you know uh, is really going to support you because they've been there, they've done it, they walk their talk. And in addition to that, they can really support you across all your business. So I, I wouldn't zero in um, too, too much of a niche coach when you're starting out. I would really choose somebody who is, is great at business generally, which again, you're such a great example of. And then the last thing that I would say, the way that I personally run my business is I love working with my clients over a long period of time. And the reason why I, again, walk my talk with that is I've worked with my current mentor for the last four years. Really? And I truly believe, I truly believe that when you work with the same mentor over a longer period of time, you generate far more success because you're allowing that person to go deep with you. You're allowing yourself to be fully, fully seen. As that person gets to know you more and more, they can coach you better. They can support you through, you know, the, the same patterns that keep coming up for you. They can support you with 
there to build on the strategies that you've already created. They know you and your goals and your mission. It's a really common thing I'm seeing in the industry at the moment where there's like a lot of coach hopping. And I think that that's often in trying to seek out the secret, the thing that they, you know, we don't know. Um, and so while it might be awesome to work with, you know, a couple of different coaches at different times or whatever, if you find a mentor that you really love being supported by that you can see has really supported you to build your business in the way that you want to, I'd encourage you to consider working with that person for a longer period of time. It's definitely been something that supports me and I believe in it so much that I've built out a business model to be able to do that. And I know you have as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And as you were saying that, um, I really, it put myself in my own shoes. Like when I first started my business, I did a lot of, you know, hopping from coach to coach because I hadn't quite found the right one. You know, I would work with one coach and realize that I, I needed something else to supplement that. And that's what led me to create my mastermind, which was to have, um, it all because I had to work with so many coaches to kind of get that all so I love what you say here that like find someone that's broad enough that will support you in all the areas you need to grow instead of yeah so niche that it's missing some really big key components and I know that that's absolutely what you do as well so I've learned so much from you and need to thank you so much because I just don't know where I'd be without you and I think it's really important that everyone knows how much I've learned from you and been able to pass on from you as well so yeah, thank you very much for being here and for, for teaching me so much. I just, yeah, wouldn't be having this conversation without you right now. Uh, that means the world to me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I've, I've referenced so many amazing things that you do again and again throughout this episode. And for everyone that's listening, the reason that I've done that is because I only work with the best coaches. <laughs> and Sophia, you are exceptional at what you do and the and I know I say this to you a lot but the other thing that sets you apart in such a big way is that you really really care about your clients and you know in a in a, a world where there's so many different coaches out there and so much going on when you find a coach that really really cares about you that that is really um it's really special and really important and so you know, that's just something that I think is so amazing. Your care factor is through the roof. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. That is definitely so important to me. So thank you for noticing that. Um, is there any last things you want to say, share with anyone before we finish up? I feel like we've covered so much, but I think the final message that I would say for, for your peeps, knowing that they're really in that startup phase is whatever you're at on your journey right now, keep going. Mm. <laughs> most, most age old piece of advice ever, but in an industry that is telling you that you are not successful, if you haven't earned six figures, seven figures in two seconds, mm. please remember that your worth is not tied to uh, the speed of your success. Your worth is tied to you already being an incredible human and nothing else. And your goals and your dreams are going to uh, come to fruition in relation to your tenacity and your persistence. And so, you know, that's kind of a fancy way of saying, like, keep doing the work, keep showing up for your dreams, no matter what, because if you want this bad enough, it will happen for you. It's just a matter of when. Could not agree more. Where can people find you, Ellie? 
if you want to let me know what you love most about this episode, jump on over to Instagram at LEHSwift. Otherwise, obviously, if you're here, you're a potty listener. Uh, we have an episode coming up on my podcast very soon, Shine Online with Ellie Swift with your girl, Sophia. <laughs> uh, so that will be out, depending on when this episode's released, that will be out really, really soon. Um, so make sure you check that out and, and jump on over uh, to the podcast as well. We have incredible guests and, and lots of me riffing like this. So we'd love to Absolutely. have you listen. Such a good podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and I'll speak to you very soon. Such a pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to join the Rising Coaches Mastermind, the perfect program for you to master your mindset, create an aligned and profitable strategy, and grow a six-figure business you love using the Rising Coach method. This is the exact mastermind where I share how I've built a multi six-figure business in under two years. We gratefully sell quickly and I personally take calls to see if you're the right fit. So don't wait, head over to sophiarosevenardi.com slash chat and book in your free call to see if it's the right fit for you.